Welcome to Fight Nomad podcast episode number seven. Now, I can't find my remote mic, which really frustrates me, but also it's been a long time since I filmed this podcast episode, so I'm not gonna let that stop me. We're just gonna film this without a mic and you're gonna have to listen to the surround sound. Last time I filmed this podcast episode, uh, it was around 10 to 12 days ago and that was in Bangkok. Now, you know, 10 days later, I am now in Chenggu, Bali. And basically the past week has been completely dedicated to fight camp at Soma Fight Club. It's currently around 6.50 a.m. and I am filming this in this beautiful shared villa that I'm renting through a contact I found through Soma. The villa also comes with this playful little like eight-month-old husky as well, so that's a nice bonus. And for those of you who are curious about cost of living, to rent part of a shared villa uh, in Bali, at least for me, it, the cost was for one month, it was 9 million Indonesian rupees, which amounts to around 590 US dollars. The topic of this podcast episode is going to be divided into two sections. The first section is going to be my first impressions of Chenggu Bali as a newcomer. And then the second section is going to be dedicated to my experience of fight camp at Soma Fight Club. First impressions of Chenggu Bali. Those of you who know a little bit about my past, I've been living for the past seven years in Thailand and originally that wasn't the intention. I was 20 years old when I came to Thailand. My dream was to be a digital nomad, travel around to different countries, but I ended up staying there for a couple years and COVID extended that a bunch. But now that like the borders are open again, I, I'm traveling so much more. And now I'd love to tell you my first impressions of Chenggu. What stopped me from coming to Bali for the longest time was because everyone in Thailand is always like, traffic is so insane in Bali. Traffic is horrible. Uh, <laughs> Now, here's my impression having lived here. Yes, it is congested and the reason why is because the roads are not made for cars. Essentially, I, I actually found this out like a couple days ago. It's really interesting. In Chenggu specifically, the, the paved roads are were originally footpaths prior to them being paved. Now you have cars and scooters all trying to scoot down these narrow what were originally footpaths and that are all like windy all over the place. So a lot of times they will become bottlenecks where it's just like cars just cannot fit. But the funny thing is that traffic for Batangu is like, oh, okay, it took me 16 minutes to get to this place when normally it would have taken me five. In relative terms compared with, for example, the States where it's normal to like drive 40 minutes to go from one place to the next, this is the equivalent of being like, I had to sit 10 extra minutes in traffic. Other first impressions of Chenggu that have been like very, and maybe Bali in general, but that have like really stood out to me that made it like unique and you know, I'm always comparing with Thailand, is the dark stone temples that are just all around every street corner. I think Bali, correct me if I'm wrong, might be like primarily Hindu and Buddhist, but there's like on every corner, there's oftentimes you'll see all the time like these small offerings. It'll be like these uh, grass, plates with like little offerings in it like crackers and little sweets and the incense inside it and you you see that all the time and also another thing that stands out a lot to me about Chengdu specifically is that whenever I look up in the sky I almost always see kites just floating in the sky which is it's so unusual I wasn't expecting that and then also another thing that really stands out to me is like you'll be driving along these small roads and then at some point the road just opens up and you will have like just these 
these long lush rice fields that are just in between all of the buildings and it's such like a peaceful vibe that kind of like sets a contrast to the congestion that you will experience on the roads another thing that i really quickly discovered like on my first day at soma is basically impossible to travel anywhere without a scooter so like the first day i literally just like tried to walk to a rental place to rent a scooter and i was just unable to walk across the road because there's just no pathways for people anymore it's all just scooters with that being said i immediately rented a scooter and that was the connection in soma and to provide a little bit of extra cost of living if you're considering coming to bali i paid 900,000 indonesian rupees which is around 60 dollars to rent a scooter for the month alternatively i think there are also two transportation apps there's grab and there's an indonesian app called gojek which is the most popular one which i still haven't used i, I just generally am lazy i use grab grab is also what is used in thailand as well grab and gojek can also be used for food delivery as well which is kind of like what i used quite a lot before i switched over to the solomons for my meal prep for the fight camp okay there's a tractor passing by, you're probably here in the background. My favorite cafe, and which was referred to me by my friend Gustavo, is called Zin Cafe. I like it, it's probably like 16 minute drive from here, and it's what I like a lot about it, it is huge. It's designed to force digital nomads, it has like a special place where people who work online can sit and what I like the best about it is that it's right next to the beach so like for example yesterday it was Sunday and I went there and I worked a bit on my phone and then afterwards I just went to the beach and walked along the ocean for a little bit and just chilled out connected with nature put my feet in the sand and ugh, I just I really like that. I think I'm definitely going to go back to that cafe just to have that routine of work and then go chill at the beach. That being said, I actually, yeah, the work-life balance or work-fight-camp balance has not at all been what I was envisioning. Let's now move into section number two where I talk to you about my experience of fight camp at Soma Fight Club. I'm going to be transparent. When I came to Bali to Changu, you know, to go train with Soma, in my head, my vision was I was like, okay, great. I'm going to like, it's going to be like a perfect balance. Like in the morning, I'm going to work. In the evenings, I'm going to train for fight camp. And that's how it's going to work but it, things are run a bit differently at soma like the head coach is very present he, he's there for all the fighters um soma like you know has a number of very very high level fighters in both striking jiu-jitsu and mma i think there's like three ufc fighters currently here at soma at soma there are so much more hands-on the training has uh kind of just completely taken over my life over the past 10 days because how they divide is they divide it into sessions so it's like you have a 10 a.m. session then you have a 4 p.m. session and because the the coaches who are all really high level they all know that you're fighting i'm fighting on this september the first they push you extra hard so just like with that kind of schedule of like 10 a.m training and then 4 or 5 p.m training again with that kind of schedule it was overly ambitious for me to want to achieve my entrepreneurial goals while also train for a fight camp at the same time although i keep on telling myself it is possible because like all the pro fighters that I respect and admire who are based in the States and in Australia like that I've talked to like they have full-time jobs and they're also can train like 
a professional. So it is a false assumption for me to say that you cannot be a pro fighter and have a full-time job. But then again, with that being said, I was totally unable to hold balance both of that during these past 10 days. Fight camp has wrecked me. <laughs> Hopefully my body like shows some difference for it. In addition to the fight preparation, I think what has been different in this training camp is that I have I've started working specifically with a meal prep company and nutritionist, the Solimans, in order to prep because we're gonna be fighting at 62 kilograms and normally I walk around at 67 kilograms. And in the past, like the mistake that I would make because I'd always get so nervous about weight cuts is that I would under eat and then like the weeks coming up to the fight, I would have just zero energy to train. And so that was something that I noticed that I fucked up in my previous fight camp. So I was just like, okay, this time I wanna work with someone in order to, you know, make sure I don't make that same mistake again of under eating and then like getting really freaked out and then binge eating, not having energy to train. And so this time I've worked with the Solomons, they've given me like specific meal plans coming up to the, the fight and it's definitely a lot more. It is like carbs, protein, vegetables and now I've noticed like a complete difference coming up to the fight camp. So not only am I on track to like meet the weight but also I've had like all the energy in order to train. So that's a really great progress and improvement compared with my previous fight camps where I just like I lost muscle, I lost energy, I lost cardio. That being said, yeah, I I love the vibe at Soma. It's like a super nice family vibe. Like, you know, the the people who work there like greet you by name, nice community vibe where it's like really easy to make friends. I I love it. It's become like this has definitely become my second home. This also reaffirms to me like something that I love so much about how I've designed my lifestyle, embedding myself in the, the martial arts world because it's like wherever I travel to, I can meet like-minded people who share similar interests. And especially with gyms like Soma, where they've created such like a nice environment for people to connect, it just makes it all the more easier like when you're a nomad to like go travel and then like immediately connect with a friendly community and make friends right away. And it's just, it's just such a good feeling. And in spite of the traffic in Chenggu, Bali. I love it here so much. I think like this will definitely become one of my second homes. I think it's because of Soma. Like if it if Soma wasn't here, I would probably pick, I've heard a lot of good things about Uluwatu in Bali, which is a lot less crowded. Like right now, Chenggu is definitely quite crowded. But for me, I have like a specific criteria for places when I'm traveling that I would consider living long-term. And then for me, when I say long-term, I'd say like three months is long-term for me, six months is long-term. Term. My criteria is like, is there nature around? Check, there is nature. Although, yes, the roads are congested, but definitely there is nature. Is there a fight culture around? In Changu Bali, 100% Soma Fight Club, Bali MMA, I heard, is also very popular huge uh, fitness culture as well, um, CrossFit, all different kinds of gyms here in Changu, all within like, you know, 20 minutes drive. Is there a digital nomad culture in Changu? Yes, like Bali is one of like the most popular places for digital nomads and it's insane. The cafe culture is so great. So yes, in conclusion, I love it here so much. I also love Thailand. So yeah, Bali and Thailand are my two loves now. The day I'm filming this, it is August 28th. I am fighting on September 1st, which is today is Monday, so that'll be on Friday. And hopefully the next podcast episode, I'll give you a little bit of an update on that. Hopefully I'll have found my mic by then. 
I lose stuff pretty easily. But anyways, that is a little summary of what's been going on this past week. I hope you are doing well also. And um, have a lovely week. Mm -hmm.